What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Real Life Real Crime Daily for Monday, the 20th of February, 2023. And I'm Jim Chapman. I'm Woody Overton. And I am a Mardi Gras rookie named Mike Agavino, who is about to get educated along with everybody else about Mardi Gras and crime. Yes. And today is Lundy Gras, y'all. Yep. The Monday before Fat Tuesday. And and Woody, since we are the resident uh, Mardi Gras experts around here, uh, let's tell everybody a little bit about Mardi Gras and, you know, what it signifies. It's, it's everything to South Louisiana, but basically Mardi Gras is, uh, is the month or so pre- preceding the beginning of the Lent season um, before Easter, right? Yep. So um, mine started out, I was a young boy, much younger than my son, and we lived in you know East Louisiana Parish, a rural parish, but my parents had had always been going to Mardi Gras in New Orleans their entire life. And I remember my parents taking me down to the the big parades on St. Charles this weekend. Well, this would have been this previous weekend, like Bacchus and, and Endymion and, and getting rooms and stuff like that. And over the years, no matter where I was in the country, whatever, I always came in for this weekend. Yeah, it's a, it's a huge deal. And it's a huge deal specifically in the state of Louisiana, uh, especially South Louisiana, because we are a huge Catholic state, right? right? right. Uh, you go into some of these Cajun parts of Louisiana, and you know what you're going to see in the, all the gardens? You're going to see Mary statues. That's exactly right. Yeah. Everywhere. And uh, and so we have parishes. We don't have counties. Right. Part Everybody of it goes back to the, the French part. That's right. The Napoleonic Code of Law, as they call that. That is correct. And, and Mardi Gras is celebrated in so many different ways, y'all. And, and it all builds up into this week. So this previous month, you've had all the balls. You've had a lot of smaller parades. Uh, we call them crews, K-R-E-W-E-S, yep. like Real Life Real Crime, Friends, Fans, and Crew Page. Um, that's a playoff, a playoff of Mardi Gras terms. It's multifaceted, and there's a lot of different traditions, and I think we'll talk about some of them today. But unfortunately, um there's also a lot of crime that's involved in Mardi Gras. Indeed. It, you know, anytime you mix uh, alcohol <laughs> and several million people that come into just in your arms proper. And beads and boobies. And a lot of, a lot of fornification acts and everything else. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have some issues. So, obviously, with us being a crime show, we're going to talk about some of the uh, crimes that are, have occurred over the years that are mo- more well-known than than others. And, uh, and we're going to take it from there. We're going to tell you all a little bit about the history and some interesting traditions that take place uh, in some Cajun uh, communities in South Louisiana that actually have to do with crime. So, Woody, I'll let you go ahead and kick it off. The Y'all... <clears throat> Boom, Jim. Y'all, going back to when I was a kid, you know, we didn't really worry about our safety at the parades and stuff like that. And even as a young adult coming back in and always bringing other people and introducing them to Mardi Gras and, and the debauchery and the celebration, uh, 
that precedes Lent, the I didn't really worry about things uh, as as much as I do now. Now I think it's the culture that we live in and everything else, where everybody with the gunplay and and all that. But you'd be surprised to know this actually goes way back when. And then in 1823, they had the carnival tragedy that left more than 100 boys dead. And it's, I'm going to read it to you. Carnival is the week-long celebration before Ash Wednesday. Actually, y'all, it's longer than that. But the day after Mardi Gras, that's, that's Ash Wednesday. Mardi Gras is considered to be the American version of Carnival. Though Carnival itself is celebrated in many parts of the U.S., long before Mardi Gras became popular, Carnival celebrations were held worldwide and often included parties and excessive eating and drinking. That's king cake, y'all, and alcohol. In 1823, young boys living in Malta came together to celebrate Carnival by receiving free food provided by the government at a local convent, used as a way to keep boys from the chaos and adult activities in the street. But... As the ceremony began, a scramble for the bread ensued and resulted in a stampede. Some boys, mostly ages 8 to 15, were caught in the confined corridors and tight staircases of the convent. Adults came to get their share of the free bread and immediately broke out. So, y'all, that wasn't – go ahead. No, I wasn't going to say that, that. That wasn't New Orleans that, that – you know, Mardi Gras or Carnival is celebrated around the world. I've even celebrated in Cozumel. Um, my parents have been to you know Rio and where it's celebrated, but the I could tell you in New Orleans, uh, um, when we go down a party in the quarter after the parades, the literally I would not get on bourbon on purpose. We'd cross over bourbon because the crowds are so thick. You get caught even trying to cross bourbon. The, you can't. It's like a sea of seamen, and I've literally had my feet picked off the ground. I've been moved one way or the other, depending on the crowds. And when they're upstairs showing their boobies, that's what, you know, the crowds <laughs> stop for the bee throwing. The cops actually come out and clear the balconies like every 10 or 15 minutes just to get the crowd to try to move on. Problem is, when you get stuck in the crowd like that, you get a lot of stuff. I've had people grab my junk. And you can't even <laughs> lift, you can't even lift your arms. I'm serious. Grab my ass, grab my junk. But the real problem is pickpockets and stuff like that. Yeah, so, and if you notice in that story, Woody just told they were throwing bread. Now, obviously, right, right. they, you know, these days they're throwing beads primarily, but there is a parade. It's called the Zulu Parade where they still throw coconuts. That happens today on, yep. on Lundy Graal. Yep. So, and if you uh, catch coconut, actually, they actually had to quit throwing them because somebody got hit in the head and they sued them, but so they hand, <laughs> they hand them out so now ridiculous. instead of throwing in the crowd. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to tell you about one a little more recent uh, than 1823, and that is in 2015. I'm going to bring it back to New Orleans with this story, and this is the crew of Muses Parade and some deadly violence that took place. So the crew of Muses is a night parade. There's day parades and night parades right. in New Orleans. This was a night parade, and in this annual parade, an altercation broke out among, along the parade route. Two men were shot to death amidst thousands, and I'm talking thousands, y'all, of spectators. The incident occurred at the intersection along St. Charles Avenue, and one, it, which is one of the most prominent and historic thoroughfares in the city. St. Charles is beautiful. Absolutely. Uh, uh, many of your, your well-known athletes and, 
and uh, and well known audio folks probably yeah. live somewhere and, along St. Charles. St. Charles is, has a median uh, um, where revelers pile up in the median, and and they're also on both sides of the street, and nothing clears a crowd like a little gunfire. That's right. And nineteen year old John Hicks eventually got convicted and pled to pled guilty to manslaughter in the deaths of the two men and now he has a forty five year jail sentence. Yeah, he won't be at Mardi Gras this year. No, he's probably at Bloody Angola. <laughs> period. <laughs> do they not do a Mardi Gras thing at Angola? <laughs> you oh, know they probably do they something. Probably do something. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to do we'll have a, to a show that. on that. We'll yeah, have to that. I'm going to tell you guys about a little drunk driving incident during Mardi Gras. This oh. is this is recent years, this, and this happened in Baton Rouge. Too, but the, the reason I picked this one is it's it's a fear I have this week because I've manu- I've driven in I don't know how many cities in this country, many many many. Uh, Washington, D.C. is probably the only other one that I would say is as ridiculously difficult to navigate as New Orleans is. And Washington is because so many things go in a circle and That's you can right. never figure out where the hell you are. That's right. So I, I agree. whoever the the geniuses were who designed that thing originally, I, I don't know what the – probably the same guys that wrote the Constitution. Abraham but, Lincoln. But, um, but New Orleans, it's not it's not so much that it's a – ridiculous design and you go in circles. It's that there's construction everywhere. There's potholes everywhere. There's people that drive in just crazy fashion. There's things that don't look like roads that are roads. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's kind of like a DMZ driving down there. And so I've made a wrong turn or two in my first year living in Louisiana and found myself in, in, you know, thank God for ways, found myself in some places that were, that were pretty scary. So back in, 2017, a 25-year-old named Nielsen Rizzuto was driving his car, and he'd been a little bit overserved, 0.232 overserved. So that's, uh, what, 4, 4x the, yeah. the limit. Yeah. Probably not a time you want to be driving. No. But, uh, but you know, he's on, a, he's on a Mardi Gras high, so he gets behind the wheel, and he took a turn downtown that he wasn't supposed to take. And he ended up going right into a parade route, causing a bunch of chaos. And, I mean, drove right through the crowd. In the end, he hit 28 people, including some children. Uh, thankfully, nobody died, but a bunch of uh, injuries, some of them very serious. He was charged with first-degree negligent vehicular injury, hit-and-run driving, causing serious injury and reckless operation of a vehicle, all of which seemed very reasonable given his move. As I said, he had a blood alcohol level of 0.32 and the limit in Louisiana is 0.08. So one thing uh, about this weekend down there, I mean, thank God for the streetcars because you, you can get, uh, it's pretty hard to get an Uber, but last year, my experience anyway was you could get, in a streetcar mm-hmm. and you could get from one place to another. You needed to do a little bit of walking, but it wasn't like you were tempted to get behind the wheel of a car. Ask my wife what my family rule is. Ask my kids. They'll tell you if you're going in your own Woody Overton, you have to wear comfortable shoes because you're humping it. Pit and pat. <laughs> no, no streetcars. <laughs> no, I, I've well, read them before, but I, I just, 
I know where we're going anyway. Yeah. Yeah, if we're going to parade route to the quarter, we're going to walk that 15 blocks. Not my kids, but <laughs> Cindy. <laughs> and and I want to hear, my feet are hurting. Or, oh, yeah. you want to hear the true crime of Mardi Gras? Just try to use the bathroom somewhere. Oh, I, I, good I, luck I, I could be a billionaire if I could just get a spot to run out porta potties. Dollar pop. Period. And you brought up Ubers, and let me tell you something. I knew a guy, he used to be an Uber a couple years back just for he would just do it for Mardi Gras and he would make like six grand in one night it was stupid money because it's like a hundred bucks to go two blocks uh and you're sending traffic half that time and these Uber guys are making a killing well it's funny you mention that because it it is so crazy when we first decided to come here we didn't know how long we were going to stay and we were looking for rental properties not knowing if we would uh, rent for a little while while shopping for a house or or what would happen. And we quickly discovered that there's really not a rental market in New Orleans right. for a house. And one of the reasons why there isn't, well, the reason why there isn't is people can, uh, can uh, VRBO yeah, their house exactly right. for Mardi Gras or Jazz Fest right. or both. Or and in most cases, get more for the rentals from those two periods than their mortgages for the year. year. (laughs) They pay off their whole mortgage for the year off of two rentals and go away on a nice vacation when everybody's in town from Mardi Gras and and Jasper. The the tree with New Orleans goes snow skiing or scuba diving. That's right. Let me tell you this. The, you do not want to get arrested the week before or anytime including Ash Wednesday, but certainly proceeding because first of all, New Orleans used to have before Katrina used to have the worst central lockup in the United States of America, worse than Los Angeles, New York city or whatever. Um, they, they would throw you in there and forget about you. Mardi Gras week happens. You're done. You're not seeing a judge. And probably if you get to see a judge on Thursday after Ash Wednesday, you're lucky, but it's probably gonna be the next Monday. And you're in there with every drunk asshole from the world and these people that shoot people and everything else. So you don't want to do it. Quick story. One year, I can't remember the day, I was with a fraternity brother. I'm going to say his first name, Dan, because I'm not going to say his last name. We were, they, the cops use horses for crowd control in the, in the quarter. And the, so it was Fat Tuesday. Uh, at midnight, they shut everything down. They come through with the horses and they clear the streets and they, you know, you can go into the bar rooms and technically nobody else is supposed to be out. And a horse bit, Dan was a big guy, bit Dan on, on the shoulder and Dan turned around and clocked the horse. <laughs> and awesome. you should have seen the action. Cops came from everywhere, and they beat him like a redheaded stepchild. I thought they were going to kill him. Come and, and, on. And, and then hogtied him but like behind his back with his feet and, and shackled those together and threw him in the paddy wagon. And we didn't see him for like <laughs> Yeah. Woody was probably like, oh, let's, let's go get a hand grenade. <laughs> Lafayette, Lafayette at the time, we ended up going back to Lafayette. And seriously, we were waiting on a phone call at the frat house Jesus and didn't come to the next Christ. week. Did the horse punch back? Uh, no, he didn't have to. His, his, all, all NOPD punched back. <laughs> They stomped it. I have oh never seen anything God. like not that. Not a good I, not a good like, idea. I'm not with him. I'm not with him. Horse. <laughs> yeah. No, it's good. Well, the, me. The, it's a cop it's a cop horse. It's like a canine they consider them 
to be a cop. Was it Blazing Saddles where Alex Karras no, knocked no, out the no, horse no, with a punch? No, yeah. he, I mean, he hit the horse and everybody else hit him. Wow. Yeah. That's that's insane. Now, and we're going to give you one more on these. Uh, and we're going to tell you about seven people who were shot when two gunmen went on a Mardi Gras rampage. Now, in 2009 in New Orleans, seven people were shot, including a toddler, after two shooters after two shooters unleashed on a public crowd. The two assailants began firing randomly in an uptown neighborhood of New Orleans. The victim included a 20-month-old infant grazed by a bullet, although two of the adult victims were seriously injured and required surgery. Thankfully, no one was killed during the attack. A doctor at the scene commented after helping one of the victims, I'm off to Afghanistan this summer. Damn, this is more dangerous than Afghanistan. I actually was working that day on the parade route with Louisiana State Police when that happened. There you go. Yeah. Do you remember where in Uptown that was? Uh, I, I wasn't close and I didn't have to actually work the crime scene. They had their own texts to do that. Uh, um, I, I, I can't remember. I mean, it's been a long time ago, but I remember them, them trying to cordon off and make a crime scene in the middle of a parade route. Try that one out and see how it works for you. So that's just some crimes that uh, we wanted to highlight today. In addition to some current news going on with uh the parade festivities in New Orleans and the and the, the problems that come along with that. Yeah, and, and generally, you know, a lot of the crimes per se, they would be crimes any other day of the year or overlooked, nudity, uh, public fornication, um, public drunkenness, you know, unless you punch a cop's horse, uh, <laughs> uh, shit like that, it just goes away. And then every time I've worked down there in whatever capacity in law enforcement, you just didn't mess with people. I mean, you know, even before that weed was legal in New Orleans or whatever whatever term they're calling it now, you just let all those things go. You were there in case a shooting broke out, in case some drunk ran into the crowd, in case somebody got stabbed, you know, pickpockets and shit. I mean, like, oh, my wallet got stolen. Okay, well, sorry for you. Yeah. Hey, if you got in a wreck, uh, um, like on the interstate or something, they told you to just pull off and exchange information. We have no cops to come. You heard it from the horse's mouth on yep. that one. Yep. No been, pun intended. Yep. Many, many, <laughs> many times down there. It is the, probably the greatest show on earth, though. Yeah, it's, you oh, got to experience oh, it at least check once. This. I bet y'all didn't know this law. I can't remember the year they changed it, but it was the law on Fat Tuesday. If you went outside of your house in New Orleans, you would get arrested for this. If you went outside of your house in New Orleans, you had to have on a mask or you got arrested. And I think they changed that in the early 1900s. Dang. That's the truth. Look it up. Now okay. you get they, arrested they, if you they, don't have a they, mask. They brought it back in <laughs> 2020. Uh, and uh, That's why everybody yep. dresses up. You want to see a show? Yeah, the, the whole thing is a show, but you go during the early morning hours on Fat Tuesday because it shuts down at midnight. Everybody comes out in costume on Bourbon Street. They're not worried about going to um, uh, Rex and all that. They, they're they going straight to Bourbon Street in their costumes, and it is the greatest show on earth. Yeah. Freak show. Hey, what, what, business would be all about Fat Tuesday, Bourbon Street. Show business. Let's go on a date. Oh, God, no, Jim, please. <laughs> you and me, Taylor.
<laughs> Wendy don't listen. <laughs> Wendy knows better than that. All right, so um, Mike, you got some some current news, I think. Well, I'm going to talk about our embattled mayor down in New Orleans. Oh, God, who's now Latanya become a national personality. She's yeah. been going on the. Yeah. Face the Nation and these Sunday shows and talking about the wonderful things she's doing to make New Orleans safer. And honestly, I, you know, talk about a difficult job. This woman's got a, a an incredibly difficult job. So I, I don't I don't pretend to think uh, that any of what she's confronting is uh, is easy to deal doesn't with. Doesn't mean she's intelligent. <clears throat> <by> <laughs> it, it doesn't. But she. Um, you know, she's dealing with a shortage of officers. We talked on an episode, uh, gosh, uh, maybe way back in the beginning about uh, the NOPD having at one point 1,700 or so officers and being down to about 900 or so officers. And uh, she had, had come out in August uh, saying that basically if they weren't able to expand the department, they might have to cancel Mardi Gras altogether because they wouldn't be able to properly police it. And so what they have done, which I understand they have done in prior years as well. That was a scare tactic. She's full of shit. They've always had outside departments. Disclaimer. That was, that was Woody. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I don't live there. (laughs) They're going to bring in about 200 additional officers from across the state to back up the NOPD's efforts. And while that on the surface sounds like a positive thing, the problem that comes with it is they're paying those outside officers to come in a heck of a lot more than they pay the officers who are already here on the job. She's lying about that number. I I can tell you, even in years past, it's been well more than 200 officers. It's every state trooper that's not on duty. It's Department of Corrections, all their cert teams. It's uh, departments from all over the state come in and get paid for this every year. So she's full of shit. She's a liar. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm back to uh, how difficult and challenging her job is. Um, (laughs) We've talked about police training a lot in other episodes. We mentioned it in the Memphis uh, Tyree Nichols case. And I was taken aback a little bit by what uh, they said about the training of these people coming into town. They, they said that the police department will meet with these additional officers, quote, prior to anybody taking any positions on the route, explaining what our policies are, unquote. That doesn't sound like a lot of training. That, that's called uh, look the other way unless you hear gunfire. Hey, I'm going to give a shout out to Matt Potan, captain uh, over District 8. He and I were roadies back in the day, a uniform patrol together. Uh, good luck this week, bro. Good luck. Well, LaToya is galvanizing all law enforcement officers planning to work in the city of New Orleans this weekend. So, I think we can all feel good about uh, her galvanizing everyone. (laughs) Very well. Whatever. And that kind of plays into our next uh, story, which is the NOPD officers are actually frustrated by the city's Mardi Gras parade pay disparity offered to outside agencies. Woody, as you just talked about, 
Uh, this is a common thing that outside agencies are invited in for the Mardi Gras season. That's correct. And they pay them a shit ton of money and they house them. Uh, those who are too far from driving away, they house them across the river. Now, look, you can't get a hotel room anywhere in New Orleans, even by the airport, but they'll put them in like in Laplace and, and uh, on the West Bank, stuff like that. And but this this has always been an issue, and and I don't know why they're making a drama out of it now. Um, it's always been an issue. Well, it, it, the biggest issue the NOPD has is that, uh, uh, and to define shit ton, <laughs> it would be fifty to seventy five dollars an hour is what they're offering to the outside uh, officers just in pay, just in hourly pay, right. and then you got another per diem for the ones that it's it's certain mile radius that they'll house them and and put a per diem. And I think it used to be like 10 years ago, like $45 a day just to eat off of. Yeah. So the NOPD, now you may wonder if they get extra money, they do get extra duty pay. But aside from that, they get paid their normally normal hourly rate. So uh, whatever their extra duty pay is, you know, prior to Mardi Gras is what they're going to get paid. It sure as heck ain't seventy five dollars yeah, an hour. And it used to be they, um, Matt Potan told me that there there was no vacation time approved, and you if you try to call in sick during this weekend, you better be on your deathbed and verifiable in the hospital. That's right. That's right. It was a mandatory volunteer show your ass up. Yeah, so uh, essentially the attorney for the Police Association of New Orleans, they've uh, filed you know, a lawsuit against the city saying that the uh, NOPD officers should be getting paid the same amount as the outside agency officers coming in. Yeah, I'm sure their mayor's standing up for them. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny you should say that. A spokesperson for Mayor LaToya Cantrell uh, referred all questions about the officer pay to the NOPD. Yeah. <laughs> so they asked her why the pay was lower, and she said she doesn't speak on that. Only the NOPD does. So it's kind of a back-and-forth deal. But people may be surprised to know, and, and it does raise an eyebrow to me that uh, – you know, outside officers would get get paid more. But I do get the fact that they're trying to entice people in. You already have a job there. They don't have to entice you. Yeah, well, most of them want to come in and see the, the freak show anyway. Um, again, I have several good friends down there, and I was supposed to work there. But let me tell you what NOPD stands for. No other police departments. I'll tell you why. The a couple of St. Tammany uh, parish deputies, sheriff deputies of friends of mine were carrying um, concealed in the quarter one night and NOPD stopped them and basically slammed them into the wall, took their shit, even though they were commissioned and everything else and that they, they weren't inebriated or whatever and um, like literally took all their shit. And Jack Strain was the sheriff at the time, and he, he found out about it. And he, I mean, they're like, you don't belong down here. You don't care in our city. Da, 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 da. So Jack Strain called. I forget who the chief was at the time. And that chief said, uh, well, your boys can't carry down here. And, and Jack Strain told him, he said, that's okay. NOPD, no other police departments, that's fine. You, I'll keep my guys out of your city. 
but I'm calling every sheriff in the state of Louisiana, and I'm telling them what you did and how you treated my guys. He said, I'll keep my guys out of your city. You keep your guys out of the rest of the state. There you go. So, Two can play that game. Right. I love it. So uh, that's that's just a couple current crime Mardi Gras stories and the issues that you may not think about that come with uh, – come with new orleans and mardi gras and carnival time and all that so we're about to tell you about probably one of the most historic crimes in the history of mardi gras and that is something that uh mike is interested to hear about because uh you know he's not he's not in tune with all of our traditions here in right. south louisiana what's so special about hero Bread's soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Just yet. A traditional crime? A traditional Trudis. crime indeed. Okay. So this is known as Courier de Mardi Gras. And how do you spell that? Uh, it's, it's you don't want to know. Yeah. Google it. <laughs> can I Google it if I can't spell it? Uh, so we want to shout out before we do this, Woody. Lisa Marks. Lisa Marks. So I spent a long and, time on and, the phone yesterday with Lisa talking about this. Sonia. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Big supporters of everything we do. And uh, also lives in one of the communities that uh, probably the main community that celebrates to this day Career de Mardi Gras. And for those of you who are not Cajun French, that is translated into Mardi Gras run. Right. And and uh, Lisa Marks definitely has the accent, right? No, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, uh, so we're going to tell you about this. For those that are unfamiliar, it's in a traditional Mardi Gras event held in many of our Cajun and Creole communities in South Louisiana. Uh, it occurs the Tuesday before Ash Wednesday. So Fat, Fat Tuesday. Tuesday. But and it, it goes back, I'm sure you're going to say it. I, I know this goes back hundreds of years. Hundreds of years. Uh, actually goes back to medieval times. Right. Uh, and... Um, it's a cell, you know, for those of you that may not even be familiar with Mardi Gras or exactly what it is, it's, it's a celebration of the final day before Lent and celebrants drink and eat heavily. Right. So they already got me hooked. You, you, you I'm over, already interested. Right. You overindulge. It's the you, last day before you start to fast and et cetera. Yes. They dress in these specialized costumes and look homemade. Homemade, and I'm gonna I'm gonna have uh, real life real crime daily assistant Cindy Overton post some pictures on real life real crimes uh, crew page and all that stuff. So if you if you're not following that yet, go follow it because we're gonna post some pictures of these outfits. Yeah, it's gonna amazing. blow your mind. Um, there's actually someone in Church Point, Louisiana, that her whole business is making these outfits all year long. She makes a Beautiful living off of it, right. and they are really unique. Now, they wear these outfits to protect their identities, and the popular practices include 
wearing these masks, y'all. They they're pointed and don't think KKK. They're not yeah. KKK stuff, but they kind of they're kinda, pointed like that. Yeah. Um, and I bet you the KKK got their hoods from this tradition. <laughs> it's possible, and uh, they are they are so unique. Some of them have real long noses, yeah. and they have grass beards. Yeah. And all these sorts of things. And the whole point of the career de Mardi Gras is to go get ingredients for a gumbo. But you're not just going and getting the ingredients. You're not going to the Piggly Wiggly. No. There is a entire process to how they do this. So, essentially, they all get together and they start drinking. <laughs> and this is early in the morning. And the Capitan... The Capitan, he is the leader of this Mardi Gras, and he has co-capitans, who, and he explains to them the rules and the traditions they have to follow on this on this expedition to get uh, ingredients per, for the gumbo. Usually, they're riding on horseback. The Capitan wears a cape, and he carries a small flag. After he organizes all of the uh, co-capitans, uh, bands start to play and he leads them on the route. He goes to, this is private houses and this still happens today. And it's generally on horseback. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. On horseback. He goes to private houses and he's the first to approach and he asks permission to enter the property at this point. And in the spirit of individual, uh, Mardi Gras, he will attempt to sneak onto the property. Right. And they are held in check by the Capitans who stop the co-Capitans from sneaking onto the property by brandishing a burlap whip. Yep. Now, these whips are used to maintain discipline during the Courier de Mardi Gras, and they are used by the captains and the subordinates only. The whips are designed to be flexible, not inflict any serious damage to their victims and just produce a loud noise. Participants claim one is not fully participated in a coup reared de Mardi Gras until he's been whipped. Yeah. So they essentially go to these houses, they sneak on and they steal. And this is all in fun. Y'all they steal ingredients for this gumbo. Right. And you, they, they, I've actually, yeah, I've actually been to what, what is considered one of the original ones in Mamou, Louisiana. It's M A M O U. I believe the spelling is, and they there's a lot, large amount of drinking before this kicks off. Yeah, these crews, right? Yes. With the captains, uh, um, and they mount up on horseback in costume, so they can't be. Scene, but they go out and y'all for you listeners who don't know what a gumbo is, it is a delicious meal that started with the roux. You have to stir the roux for hour, hour, hour and a half to you know the darker the color the better, and then you add in all your ingredients, which the holy trinity it's uh, which is celery, bell pepper, and onions, and then whatever meats you're going to brown, uh, uh, like. 
sausage and, and chicken or turkey. Now, when they go out on these things, they got to ha- have to get all these ingredients, right? In a gumbo, you cook it down for hours and hours and hours and put it together. It's a really kind of a social event, kind of like a crawfish bowl. But they go out there, and you want to see something funny, I guarantee you can go online and look up these celebrations with these drunk guys chasing. The, the funniest part is when they chase these chickens, they chase chickens, and there's like 30 guys chasing drunk guys chasing one drunk chicken on foot. They get off the horseback, or some of them jump off wait, the wait, horse. Wait, the, the chicken's drunk? No, the guys are drunk. Oh, you just said one drunk chicken. Oh, well. <laughs> it's a drunk chicken after forcing the chicken. So they, 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 some of the drunks will jump off the horseback and try to tackle the chicken. But, you know, you've ever seen Rocky ch- training when he's chasing a chicken around a thing? Imagine if it's in a field in Mamu, right? It's just a big fucking deal. It's huge. Yeah. And, and you brought up Mamu, and I'm going to tell you a little bit. It, the important thing to remember here, folks, is – each individual area, and I'll name a few for for you: Church Point, Eunice, Church Point, Rain, Eunice Mamou, La Jeune Cove, yeah. uh, Swallow, South Cameron. These are these are so, some yeah. of the Cajun communities that really do this. Uh, T Mamou Lota is another one, and <laughs> what they do is then T means small or little right, right, right. In, uh, in Cajun French. But what they do is they all have a little different spin on this event. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you my moo since Woody brought it up. So in my moo, uh, basically, which for those who are unfamiliar, it's an Evangeline Parish here in South Louisiana. It starts with a street dance held the Monday evening before Mardi Gras right. with bands uh, performing. Which a, is today. Which is today. So the Mamou Playboys are probably playing. Yeah, that's right. Right now, and a crowd, and they're a crowd favorite. Uh, the next day, a street party begins in anticipation of the career, uh, uh, and they go through the countryside and they basically uh, start collecting ingredients for that evening's gumbo. Stealing, yes, yeah, stealing, stealing. They they prefer collecting. Yeah, I'm sure, <laughs> they do. So that, as we told you, the revelers are all mass, and this is an all male troop of guys. Right. Okay, so. Uh, they're accompanied by a wagon for uh, for the musicians and the trailers and who the do alcohol. Yeah, and the alcohol and participants are on horseback. Right. So the uh, the event was suspended twice only in its history during the American Civil War and during World War Two. Uh, by the mid nineteen forties, Mamu tradition had declined, but was revived by Alfred, Fred Tate, Reverend Reed, and Paul Tate who were proprietors of the then newly opened Fred's Lounge. And they got together and said, we don't want this tradition dying. Because look, a lot of Cajun traditions are dying. The Cajun language is a dying language. People don't speak it like they used to. It's because in the schools down in South Louisiana, uh, especially after World War II, they would punish you. The, The Cajun kids who came in and speak the Cajun French, which is some dialect, they would punish them. If they spoke in Cajun, they say they yeah. made them do English, and and as time went on, people lose it. It's very rare to find 
people who can truly speak Cajun French. That's exactly right. My father-in-law, who was from Arterville, Louisiana, actually did not speak English until he was in the third grade. And I'll tell you why. He actually failed the third grade his first try because the teacher was English and he didn't understand a damn thing she was saying. And he was kind of forced to learn English. But until the day he died, he spoke Cajun French to his brother. Right. Uh, my son, my son knows some Cajun French, but it's a very, uh, a very dying language. Sadly, now let me tell you about Church, Church Point's version of that. Church Point range, uh, which is where Miss Lisa Marks is from. Uh, in Church Point, the Mardi Gras is basically the same as it was in the old days, so they are very traditional with it. In 1961, a gentleman by the name of Elton Richard actually uh, formally organized the current event, which until then had been kind of individual groups of people. They would get together and kind of do this. He made it much more organized. Only men are permitted to participate, and Mardi Gras uh, participants must be fully masked and costumed in their costumes, y'all. I'm telling you, you got to Google that. You got to check it out. Go to the crew page. But the Capitan holds his position as leader for year after year until he decides to relinquish it. He appoints his co-capitans, who, like himself, must not be masked. Uh, the Chasson de Mardi Gras in Church Point held, has its own unique lyrics. The Church Point career is held on the Sunday before Mardi Gras and consequence of the formal organization in 19. 19- 61. Elton Richard and Senator Paul Tate of Mamou flipped a coin to see who would have their official career on Mardi Gras Day. Cool. They had to flip a coin. And Mamou won. And as a result, the Church Point Mardi Gras is on Sunday. Really? Yes, yeah, so it was yesterday. You know what? Uh, Lisa, next year, I'm coming to hang out. She, she invited us. I, she I, said, I any sorry. time. I, I, I actually would have done that yeah so that's uh i didn't know that 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 the coin flip you know why theirs is on sunday and the other one is on fat tuesday because you got to have a little bit of hangover time on that's right uh, everybody from shoot i need a week after uh, that church point rain is is going to mama all i gotta say is i am not taking any shit from anybody (laughs) in this state about italian traditions (laughs) (laughs) when y'all are doing this shit um so these are all kind of places that are. These are like, community, like, Cajun, literal South, Cajun South communities. South so South no South. one's going to try and break in my house and steal no, a chicken no, no, from no, no, me no. over You're, the next couple of days. You have permission to blow yeah, their brains they're, out in your house. They're not going to be greeted yeah, kindly. But, yeah, but you may not know where, where you live at. And before Katrina, before they got rid of all the projects, there was you literally could not go two blocks in any direction and not hit a housing project, including where you, where you live. I, I forget which one was, was there, but the, you have, I'm not saying you live in a multimillion dollar home, but you have multimillion dollar homes and in two blocks, you have the projects. But yeah. so it's 27, I paid $27 million. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get a piece of that? <laughs> Can I get a chicken wing? <laughs> chicken wing. <laughs> no, uh, but no, so it, it's, it's, 
that's that's Southwest Louisiana. That's, that's the Cajun tradition. It's different all over the state. Up in Alexandria, Rapids Parish. Uh, shout out to my people up there, but not to the parish itself. Can't stand you. The, the, um, <laughs> they have more of a country Mardi Gras, right? And every every little town and community does their own little parade. And like I'll tell you what, one of the biggest ones on Fat Tuesday, or the biggest one on Fat Tuesday in this area, is actually New Roads, Louisiana. Yes, uh, yes. Uh, in, in the small town. And, and we were going to talk about that a little oh, bit. Yeah, okay. I'm glad you brought that up. All right, go ahead. It's like you've got ESP. How, how fortuitous. Yeah, so one of the things um, you may not be familiar with is in South Louisiana, Mardi Gras takes place pretty much everywhere, but there are what I call some spots. And it's right. it, it's not just New Orleans you got to experience Mardi Gras. Yeah, in. that's right. They're, All they're, different types. That's it. Yeah. And New Roads is what he just brought up is a phenomenal parade. Yeah, absolutely. And my grandfather had the first camp on the town side at almost uh, – Right, right by Bogarts, the boat landing. So I got to experience that a lot growing up. After we got done with New Orleans, yeah, and, but, and look, it's more more family oriented, hundred percent. But but it's still a lot of Mardi Gras, right? Yeah. And but more a family right, Everybody's cooking uh, uh, in their parade spots, and you know, everybody gets drunk. But it's more you bring your kids. It's like Kenner. Kenner and Metairie have the the truck parades is what they call them, and those are more family events. Um, I submit to you that you know, and and Demian and Bacchus and and all that are, are more throwdown events for adults. Agreed, and it may surprise you to know now for those that are not listening from Louisiana, New Roads is a very small very, community. Yeah. It's a, it's a small town. It's known for False River, False River pretty right. much, which is. Uh, all that's really there outside yeah. of, you know, the, the two seconds you pass through the town. However, during Mardi Gras, New Roads will host around 80,000 people. Right. Imagine what one, it does to that community. One economic strip of street. It's a, I mean, it's a two-lane two road. There's not, it's no four-lane through there. Shout out to all my people at, uh, and friends there. Love y'all. Yeah, New Roads, a great time. And look, Lafayette, uh one of the top spots outside of New Orleans for yep, Mardi Gras. Yep. I used to live there and rode in the uh, the crew there. They are no slouch when it comes to uh, to uh, Mardi Gras, obviously, um, and it's right outside of those little communities. But that in, are in, 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 in really great atmosphere for parades and stuff. More family oriented than New Orleans, but totally different than than Church Point and Rain and and Mamu and mm-hmm. and all those areas. Totally different. Yeah, that's what makes it great is the traditions change right. from kind of like from area to area. And you're raised on it. I mean, I was raised. I I can't remember not knowing Mardi Gras. And how about Homa? Homa, the the, the well, there's another one we'll talk about too. But Homa has a great throwdown. I've been down there too. The Homa Indians is is a big deal. Uh, but it's a great family oriented parade and, and been rolling forever. Yeah. Yep. So we didn't talk about the Indians in New Orleans. Well, let's talk about them. Do you know about it? I can't remember the name of the crew, but you talk about, you reminded me of Lisa talking about them making the costumes all year long. Mm-hmm. The Indian tribes in New Orleans, and that they don't hold a, a float parade, but they build their costumes, these really elaborate costumes. With uh, uh, And the longer you've been in the crew or whatever they call them, um, the more feathers you have in your headbands and all that yep. stuff, and they do the dances in the street. And it's uh, less known, 
uh, but really amazing. Go Google that. I can't remember the name of it, but I guarantee you say Mardi Gras Indians, New Orleans, and you'll get it. Yeah. And a lot of Native American presence that you may not be familiar with in the New Orleans area, and that is the Homa, the Homa uh, tribe is right. is awful close to there. So just over time, uh, that's expanded, and that's that is something Woody that you bring up that that I neglected to mention. Look, king cakes in Homa, right, Mister Ronnie's. Mr. Ronnie's hot donuts. What, what's the meaning of the baby? If, if go, you, ahead. No, go ahead, you tell him. No, you tell him. If them. you get the baby, you got to buy the next king cake. Yep, that's it. That's it. No, there's something else. It has you something to do to with the royalty it? thing. No, because they're made out of plastic now. I know. No, no you don't. So, they're made so out of plastic. I was being effed with. As opposed to I was real told babies, I, had to, I was being effed with when I swallowed the baby the other night. Oh, did you really? When you. So you don't, Woody, look at me. But don't worry about it. Uh, you don't have to eat the baby? <laughs> no, extra. no, but you'll see it in your toilet a couple of days later. <laughs> can't, All right, so, can't wait uh, until the baby floats up. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So there are over 40 Mardi Gras Indian tribes throughout the city of New Orleans, including the Wild Magnolias, the Young Masse Hunters, the Wild Chapatulas, the Bayou Renegades, the Golden, yeah, Feather, that's another one. Golden Feather Hunters. Each tribe has positions among its members, such as Big Chief, Big Queen, Spy Boy, Flag Boy. Each position holds an individual responsibility in the tribe. And, y'all, um, I, it's just, you know, it's a long-run tradition. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean they're, they, they're Indian. May, they may have some Indian descent, maybe African-American, whatever. But uh, you got to look at that some of the costumes and stuff they wear. Yeah, you need to Google the, it. I escorted one of the queens to the crew at Carrollton back in the day mm-hmm. for the ball, and their costumes. I emceed a Mardi Gras ball last year in, in, in Baton Rouge. But the uh, just the costumes for these balls and stuff, y'all, that that, that, oh. that girl's headdress must have weighed 60 pounds. It had people that helped her hold it up. I'm serious. Just like a train in a wedding. Yeah. But it it was like 10 feet fucking tall with feathers and shit on it. It's beautiful. And this has been going on for hundreds of years. Yeah. So there's a little bit for everybody. Uh, There's family-friendly parades there. You know, Baton Rouge has some amazing parades, South Downs. Yeah, yeah. But the one that's not (laughs) family-friendly is Spanish Town, one of my favorites also. My dad used to have Ooh, it on the balcony, Spanish town. balcony on the downtown parade route on 3rd Street. That's what I call the dirty parade. Right. <laughs> on 3rd Street. I actually got asked to ride in the parade this year, but I couldn't do it. Um, and but that was before, and you were talking about somebody ran into the crowd. I don't know if you remember this. 10, 15 years ago, whatever, a guy ran through the crowd in Spanish town and ran over and killed a couple of people. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So. Just a, that was a horrible event, and and uh, so Baton Rouge holds their own definitely on the on the parade stuff. You have Orion, you have oh, yeah, yeah. South Down, they have a crew of mutts. They even crew got of mutts. Uh, pray bring for your, your pet dogs. out there, bring your dogs, yeah. and, and you pray with your dogs. I saw uh, one of the earliest parades was uh, uh, Chewbacca's. You guys familiar with Chewbacca? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd seen that. The, the, uh, that's the dog one. No, that's where. Uh, everybody comes in Star Wars gear. It's Chewbacca. You got a bunch of Chewbacca's. It's a play off the Bacchus, obviously. It's a little play on Bacchus. So they they have parades literally every weekend, and it becomes more frequent frequent and uh, leading up to Fat Tuesday, but it goes on for well over a month. 
Yep. Uh, leading up to, to Ash Wednesday. And, and what he started drinking 28 days ago. Yeah. I've been training my whole life. For this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, in, in all seriousness, if you are a real life, real crime daily listener in Colorado, Idaho, Wyoming, uh, even uh, the Lake Tahoe, uh, Mammoth Mountain area in California, <laughs> and you'd like to stay in my $27 million house <laughs> next year during Mardi Gras while I stay in your ski house, yeah, uh, please reach out. A swap is definitely doable. And you all had to pay $2.7 million. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but for real, though, like the big parades, um, so let me back up one, Endymion, which is always on Saturday night. Bacchus is always on Sunday night, but they have parades that roll before that on the same route. So you can get your kids out there and catch all the beads and shit. And when it starts to get a little raunchy, send your kids home with, with their older brothers and sisters and throw down. And, yeah. oh, and the bands, they have high school bands from all over the nation that come and march in these parades. Right. It's That's a big right. deal. Yeah. And, course, um, a, and, and also a million dollar, uh, bonus for new Orleans this weekend that's right and and you may except for the police officers <laughs> you may wonder uh expense wise it look it's a, y'all that's these people lot. that ride in these parades it ain't cheap just you have to buy your own beads right. number one oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. let me tell you what a bag of beads a little ziploc bag is about 10 bucks give a shout out to the crew of denim springs i was the grand yeah. marshal for the parade yeah. last year and they provided all my beads did they really? Yeah. Each each scooter each float, king. Each float. I know you did that. Scooter actually gave us my family their own float. Uh, uh, we did a real life. You, know, you rode on it. You rode on it, did you? Yeah, I was yeah. on that float. I, I, I was on. The, mm-hmm. the, I was the grand marshal, and I, I recycled the, beads because what I did was took all my beads that I caught from previous years, and that's what I used to throw. Does that? Yeah. But the so um, if you got any beads, I'll when, take. When you grand marshal, each float has to provide you with a certain amount of throws. Which I thought that was cool. Yeah, Chase that Tyler, is. shout out to you for driving me and Billy Amy for riding. Yeah, and you know I took. Uh, uh, I have friends that ride crew of talks and those big parades in new orleans they have to buy their own beads yeah. and you have to pay to be you know you just to be his, in yeah, the thousands crew thousands oh yeah. Thousands, yeah i mean one of my friends period he's he budgets about five grand for beads for those new orleans parades i, I was it ain't cheap MC, yeah and they're just throwing them i was an mc for one of the balls and and uh god i can't remember which one the uh one of the crews in Baton Rouge last year. So I emceed the the Mardi Gras ball itself, and I'm fortunate that I have my own tux. But the uh, shot I dropped a couple grand, yeah, just myself that weekend. Yeah, yeah. Mike, any final thoughts? <laughs> Let me reiterate what's your, what's to your, those what, listeners out yeah. in Colorado, Wyoming. Uh, no, um, hey, uh, <laughs> you tried king? Oh, you said you tried the king cake. The oh, um, I love the king cake's great. What, what's your favorite flavor? Oh, I don't, there are flavors. Oh my god! Oh, yeah. I had pralines and cream. You got to try that. that I like uh, straw, strawberries. I, 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 I like lemon, uh, blueberry. Lemon's good. Uh, yeah. But my all-time favorite is pralines and cream. Where you get it from? It's a stuff with. It's like you ever had a praline? Well, I love uh, okay pralines and cream so ice it, cream. It's, I love. it's well, 
That's bullshit. You got to have <laughs> pralines made right there in New Orleans. And, and uh, no, it's not pralines and it's not crayfish. <laughs> they, they make them right in New Orleans is where they're made. Pralines. You go, go anywhere and get an original made praline. Uh, but they take that and they they do it in the filling inside the cream cake. With, I mean, inside the king cake with the cream cheese. Us Cajuns was a Sabal. Sabal. Is there, I mean, because they're all over the place. Yeah, it's a big competition. It's a running every year competition between who has the best king cakes, Gambinos and whatever. I'm going to tell you what, LP's got a couple contenders, and one is is Oak Point. Oak Point, Carter's. Carter's, too. And the other one is in Springfield. Um, it, they started out making donuts when I was a young cop, and now they have their own separate place. But God, I can't think of the name of it. Shout out to I you. I know who you're talking you know, about. Yeah. You know who you are. Because if I go to Springfield this time of year or my wife goes, she's giving me a king cake from there. So Oak Pointer Carters, if you'd like to sponsor our show. Or the only place. <laughs> that was a free yeah, shout out. Right, there you go. Yeah, you can give us. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Shout out to them. Shout out. Carters hey, Oak Boy. Talking about the baby, Mike. Uh, when a king cake is served at a Mardi Gras celebration, everyone wants to know who was served the slice with the baby. Well, what does it mean if you find one? Tradition dictates that finding the baby in your cake symbolizes luck and prosperity, and the finder becomes the king or queen for the evening. So you were the oh, queen. You, you were the queen for the evening, Mike. Uh, <laughs> well, it, hey, I, I was neither king nor queen. Um, <laughs> Uh, but I did eat the little plastic baby, so we'll yeah, have to. Well, well you get it back, and you, when you get out your poop, you can put it on the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> One last story with the the uh, and how I raised my kids in Mardi Gras and everything too. My daughter, when I was a single dad, um, she still lived in in Bell Chase with her mama. And her mama called me one day, and I'd gone down and talked to her. She was like second grade or something. I'd gone down and gave a law enforcement talk to her class. But her mama called me, and she was all upset. And I said, what happened? She said, Caitlin came home yesterday and said she got the baby and the king cake, and I needed to bring king cake to school. She said, so I showed up to the classroom with the big king cake, and the teacher's like, what are you doing here? She said, uh, Caitlin said she got the baby yesterday, and she said, Miss Overton, we didn't have king cake yesterday. My daughter just wanted a king cake, so she's lying since she got the baby. And mama brought and then she that got was her pretty slick. Yeah. yeah, I ain't gonna lie, that was slick. That's Very some, good. That's, some woody over and shit. <laughs> that's it. All right, we're gonna land right. this ship. Happy Mardi Gras, everybody. Happy Mardi Gras, and we love y'all. Yeah, and until next time, I'm Jim Chapman. I'm Woody Overton. And I'm Mike Agavino. The Queen. <laughs> With real life, <laughs> real crime. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.